PR agencies should be allowed to sign off their own copy without client approval. Welcome to PR True or False, a podcast that aims to unwrap some quirks and preconceptions of the PR industry and discuss whether things could be better. Each week, we'll take a statement, a belief about the PR industry or agency life, discuss and answer whether we believe it's true or false. My name's Phil Shomshaw and my co-host is Austin Braley, and we're both PR consultants working at Firefly Communications. That's the introduction. Let's get started. So how did this week's topic come about, Phil? Well, the idea of this week's topic was uh, born out of a discussion that we were having about newswire services. What I mean by newswire services is the PA and SNS type rather than the, the PR newswire uh, type um, services. And we got we had some really good success with those recently. And you know, one of the things that we, we you know, discovered or we were discussing is that you know, when you get a story across to them, they'll interpret it in their own way. And then it's then distributed to uh, national and regional publications. And they reuse an awful lot of the coverage and it you know, effectively becomes syndicated and is very widely used. And we ended up thinking, well, well, actually, shouldn't really PR people be doing that? Shouldn't they be interpreting what the, what the client uh, wants and then putting it in a format that the media wants? Well, yes, when this was being discussed, uh, I must admit to feeling quite envious of the uh, the freedom uh, these these services had because that is what a PR person should be. And it is sometimes frustrating when you feel like you um, the integrity of some copy is compromised because you're trying to um, meet uh, the expectations of uh, fitting in a certain amount of messaging uh, rather than actually focusing on what is a particular story. So it, it becomes a matter of just trying to get it through approvals client side rather than, you know, having the end goal in mind. Well, I would say a, a good PR person would probably think that, well, aren't we supposed to have our clients in hand aren't they supposed to respect what what we're doing and you know if we if we're to um push back and you know be able to be stronger then then uh, we'll be able to provide it in a format that the that the media really wants and if i think if i th- actually if i think of one of our most successful clients at the moment from a media perspective they just sign they just sign stuff off we don't we um you know they just do a bit of checking to make sure it's factually right but um they just take yeah, they just take the copy and we're able to pass it on. Yeah, well, I mean, that that is a great relationship to have. And I think that's what we all kind of aspire to. But, but the matter of fact is that when, when a lot of the time when you're writing copy or when you're producing, you know, content that's going out to the media, you often feel there's so many forces at work that are beyond the end goal. So um, it's, it doesn't just include, you know, the getting sign off from the client or who, who might not necessarily be a comms person. I mean, it's not unusual for for comms teams and PR people to report into people that aren't comms specialists, and that's obviously why we're here, but you find yourself reporting into them quite frequently. Um, there's also the case of uh, journalists. I, I often find my experiences um, that they want to make it their own. So uh, even if you are pitching um, to them very tailored, uh, often you find yourself as well, when you're when you're crafting the pitch or when you're putting together the copy, you're trying to plant an idea in their mind, a seed to help them uh, come and think of the idea as almost as their own. So that it's almost a pride thing that they don't want to take uh, a story straight from a PR person and and just use it straight as it is. They want to add their own their own angle. Yeah, I think um, yeah we we talked at the beginning about the the, pre, the the PA type newswire services and they're they're press releases that are being distributed and they're often things like um, research based releases that we were talking about uh, last week's podcast. But 
you know the type of coverage you're talking about there is when you've when you're tailoring something for the media and i think actually a lot of media relations in the future is about that it's about giving something to the journalist that's particularly you know really designed for their readership in mind and is exclusive to them they like it and really actually the press release just then ceases to matter so you know we're getting hung up about copy approval but does it, the copy doesn't really matter the official copy doesn't matter in the first place so much as it used to yes and if you, if we go on to actually talk about the the role of internal comms people um they actually normally have the authority to to make sta- statements on behalf of the business um they they represent and that the media you know just goes ahead and deals with them directly rather than going up up the chain um as it were to the the top um and you know maybe there is a sort of separation in t- between internal comms people and the PR agencies that are somehow seen as quite separated. It's understandable. Normally, if you're using a PR agency or working with one when they're not in the same building, you can have regular meetings, but you're not considered, you know, to be a part of that organisation, uh, unless you know some, sometimes you do, and sometimes you do get properly ingrained. Um, but it, it's normally seen as, you know, is there a degree of separation? Do you think that stops PR agencies having? sign off on such things well there is but there doesn't there doesn't have to be I'm, I'm actually just thinking of an example my previous agency where the account lead for a, a well-known chain of uh, fast pharmaceutical uh, retail outlets was uh, was often the official spokesperson for that for that company and he you know I remember seeing him doing sort of tv interviews and stuff like that and I've, I've seen other people at that organization doing doing interviews on behalf of their clients um, and, and being the spokesperson and you know and a really good PR should be um, is able to do that and and is trusted to do that so it, it doesn't have to be like that I don't think so really does it does it come down to a, a matter of trust yeah I, th- I think I think I think it probably does I mean what, what we're what we're talking about is not just necessarily trust in a job well done or getting the message across in a way that that the client is hoping but I suppose there's also the issue of you know what happens if there's an inaccuracy in the story and if it um, you know somebody puts something in there that's wrong um, you know who's actually really responsible you know particularly if there's uh, something that could lead to a defamation case or something like that um, yeah it, it starts to get a bit a bit muddy then doesn't it well see I, I would still argue that there's no, there would be no difference in in fact checking on on things like stats and and facts than there would be for journalists so and we all know that they they work. In, in much the way of they, they will get sign off for such things as how many people work at the company, how what what fee is being paid for this you know particular contract, and it's not necessarily they're getting sign off for for you know the whole copy and the messaging and the angle. It's literally I, I think you know there is an argument that PR agencies could work in in much the same way. Yeah, I mean you you just mentioned messaging there, and I think if you if I think look back on my career and all the yeah the amount of copy that I've sent over to clients most of the time. The feedback is generally going to be about the the message rather than the facts or the content as such. So, you know, just making sure that the descriptor is in the way that is being pre-approved and has got some marketing messages in there. And I think um, I think the worry that I have, which kind of uh, replays back to the beginning, is that um, by by making sure too much of that stuff is in, that is in there means that it sort of it it gets bogged down bogs the copy down and then the journalist just um you know just 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 ignores it and and doesn't sort of uh, take a, a closer look at it as they should do yeah i mean that's 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 been very much my experience as well you, you know they're they're very aware and it's almost become a sort of industry standard that they expect to see um such marketing as you say their messages included in what is not meant to be a, a marketing you know a sales message or anything like that it's meant to be communication with the key stakeholders about something that they legitimately find 
Interesting. And there is a there is an interesting difference between um, you know, how traditional media works and, and social media. So one of the things we were talking about the other day is, you know, getting sign off for things like like tweets, which um, it, it's been my experience in the past that you have to uh, in, in a previous agency, we even had to well get sign off. Um, sometimes we weren't even allowed to to do tweeting on behalf of clients. You would have to send tweet suggestions, not because it was a matter of uh, inaccuracy that we might get something wrong. It was simply a matter of uh, ethics, so that the person, the MD at the time, thought that we shouldn't be speaking on behalf of the uh, the client on social media. But then again, there is a difference still. I, I think it's <laughs> that example is crazy. The fact that people would expect to get sign off on tweets that are just so transient. It's just, I mean, I think everybody listening to this would agree that that's just impractical. But but there is a point actually about the copy approval that I'd not considered. So copy approval that's going to a journalist to interpret to then make a story out of and copy that is actually going up on a website or on a blog or something that's published on behalf of a company. I think I think the former we should be, you know, I, I, I really feel that we should have greater freedom to be able to do that um, without it necessarily being approved. And with the latter, I think, you know, yes, there's there's a case for it because it's actually something that is going to have some permanence, and you know, an organisation might want to sort of check that everything's okay. So I think there is a dis- there is a distinction between what is, um, you know, in in the public domain and then what is designed for the media. Okay, well, with that with that in mind, I think we've come to the time, uh, the point in the show where we actually pass judgment. Um, we we come to a verdict on our original statement. So, Phil. PR agencies should be allowed to sign off their own copy without client approval. True or false? Yeah, I think my last statement, I've probably made my uh, my feelings known. I, th- I think it's true. I think we should be able to sign off our own copy. I think it would make the process of media relations uh, much smoother. It would enable us to uh, have a closer relationship with, with journalists. And, and you know, probably are many PRs that are already doing this, but I think in the B2B side that we both work and um, perhaps in, in the consumer side as well, we do still have to have sign-off and I think it would be better if we didn't. I'm going to agree with you for our second podcast and say true as well. Uh, I think, you know, if you're starting out working together, perhaps there's a, there's a time period there where it's okay to to get sign-off and work on things together. I think over time you really should be building that trust. Um, it goes back to the, one of the uh, the beliefs that all great leaders have a confidant that they, they listen to and are willing to trust um, and relinquish some, some control over, the, over things. The truly successful people, uh, certainly in my opinion, I, I, I see do that. So that has been this week's um, PR True or False podcast. Um, Please do follow us at PR True or False on Twitter and also join in the discussion using the hashtag PR True or False. Uh, Next week, we'll be uh, passing judgment on the statement email is broken as a communication platform for PRs and should be abolished. Please join us then. Next Friday, it will be out. Um, You have been listening to Austin Braley and Philip Shomshaw.